the core of Europe's Islamist terrorist network before 9-11. Algeria had been plunged into a bloody civil war after the army cancelled elections in January 1992 to prevent the Islamic Salvation Front, FIS, from taking power. Violence erupted and a number of insurgent groups emerged. The most violent of these was the Armed Islamic Group, GIA. As many as 3,000 Algerians are thought to have fought against the Soviets in Afghanistan in the 1980s, and Algeria was the first country to feel the impact of the returning veterans of the Afghan war. The GIA was led by hundreds of battle-hardened men who came back radicalized and willing to use increasingly brutal tactics. It drew on support networks within Europe's immigrant communities. Initially, these support networks dealt primarily in propaganda, but soon they began to provide funds, logistical support, like false passports, and eventually weapons for the GIA. When he returned to Belgium in 1994, Nasseri found that his mother's house had become an important hub for GIA operations. Because Belgium had few anti-terrorist laws, groups faced less surveillance and disturbance from the police and security services than in neighboring France. According to his account, Nasiri did not become involved with the GIA for ideological reasons, but initially out of the desire to make money by supplying weapons. However, he soon found himself deeply embroiled in their activities. A confrontation with the GIA members caused by the theft of some money led Nasiri to a fateful choice. Like many others who have taken this path, he was drawn into becoming a spy by expediency rather than moral choice offering himself to the French Overseas Intelligence Service, the DGSE, in order to extract himself from a difficult situation. France began working closely with Belgium during this time, conducting a number of lengthy joint surveillance operations, particularly after the French realized the scale of the networks and the threat they posed. A veritable who's who of Algerian militants and activists passed through Nasiri's house. Not only that, but the key GIA publication, the Alansar Newsletter, was also put together and distributed there. The evolution of Alansar was itself indicative of the transformation Islamist networks were undergoing throughout the 1990s. It emerged as the official publication of the GIA, although, over time, articles from other sources started to appear in it, including other Islamist organizations like the Libyan Islamic Fighting Group, Moroccan groups, and Egyptian groups linked to Alman al-Zawahiri. Its content also became increasingly violent, justifying the murder of any civilians who did not support GIA activity. Al-Ansar was a pioneer in uniting national Islamist militant networks into a global movement, and its contents were a warning to the authorities of what was to come. It did not take long for the bloody conflict in Algeria to begin to bleed over into Europe. France, Algeria's former colonial master, was perceived by jihadists as having supported the coup and so became a target. The first dramatic illustration of the threat came when a group of GIA operatives took over an Air France jet on the tarmac at the Algiers airport on December 24, 1994. The GIA may also have intended to fly the plane into the Eiffel Tower one of the first examples of the possible use of planes as weapons. In the end, the plane was flown to Marseille, 
where a French anti-terrorist force stormed it, killing all four hijackers. In March 1995, the Belgian authorities conducted a series of raids that Nasiri describes. They were one of the first major police operations against the Algerian networks in Europe. Nasiri's family home was raided, and weapons, munitions, and false papers were discovered in other houses, garages, and cars. Also found during a vehicle search was a parcel containing an 8,000-page terrorist training manual, the frontispiece of which was dedicated to Osama bin Laden and Abdallah Azam, bin Laden's mentor. According to Alain Grignard, a Belgian anti-terrorist detective involved in the raids, the manual proved to be a treasure trove of information and one of the first indications of both the scale of the network and bin Laden's role in it. The raids underlined growing concerns that the network was considering initiating campaigns within Europe itself. This was confirmed only a few months later.